Welcome to the Montgomery County Department of Permitting Services podcast. I'm Gail Lucas, your host. I'm also the chief of the DPS Customer Support and Outreach Division. We will have a special guest at the end of today's show to answer some listeners' questions. But first, joining us at the top is DPS Well and Septic Section Manager, Heidi Benham, who is part of the Land Development Division. It's great to be here with you, Gail. Thanks for having me. You supervise the Well and Septic Section team at DPS. Tell us about your team and their work in Montgomery County. What do they do? Uh, Great question. So I supervise a total of five staff in the well and septic section. Uh, They are also licensed environmental health specialists like myself. And the inspection staff handles all inspections for well and septic permits, uh, which also includes soils testing and water sampling. And the plan review staff handle most of the plan review for permits and proposed development, as well as all kinds of customer inquiries including our walk-in customers um, here at our office in week. It's a little surprising, I guess, that a county as urban as Montgomery County still has folks and properties that are on well and septic systems. For those who don't know what that means, can you explain what it means to be on a well or septic system? Absolutely. Um, So Montgomery County, we have nearly 20,000 properties on septic system. Um, That includes both residential and non-residential. Most of those are located in the agricultural reserve, which we often refer to as up county. Uh, Typically, homes in this area have both a well and a septic system, since those areas are out of reach of public water and sewer service, so they rely on private on-site systems. Uh, We also have many parts of the county that have septic systems, but are served by public water. We even still have properties down county in Bethesda and Silver Spring that, believe it or not, are still served by wells um, or septic systems. What is DPS's role when it comes to these properties? Um, How are they permitted differently or are they permitted differently than other properties in DPS? I'm sorry, in Montgomery County. So my section's role, first and foremost, is to protect people's health and the environment. And we essentially do this by protecting the groundwater. Well water comes from our groundwater and wastewater from septic systems eventually returns to the groundwater. And so we review all permit applications to ensure that any new or replacement well or septic system is installed properly and everything is done according to both county and state regulations. It's been a relatively dry year this year. How does rainfall impact DPS's work with soils testing for well and septic systems? What was the impact this year and what should property owners know about this and next year? So let me start with a little bit of background. Um, County regulations require that prior to issuance of a new septic permit, a property must have something done called a water table test, which is the first step in obtaining approval for a septic area. So you may need to complete this process if you're building a new house or if you're planning to expand an existing house. Um, The water table test is an excavation dug by backhoe down to 15 feet, if they can get that deep, 
And that lets the county inspector observe um, depth to groundwater and then allows us to properly design a septic system by verifying that it meets the required buffer from groundwater. The water table test has to be conducted during the seasonally high water table. And the regulations define that period as February 1st uh, through April 15th, which is what we call we call that see, uh, that period the wet season. However, every wet season looks different depending on precipitation amounts leading up to or during that time frame. Um, as you mentioned, Gail, this year we had a very short wet season, which was only two weeks long, and that was mainly due to drought conditions. It's actually been the fifth driest year on record um, in the area since 1895. So unfortunately, a lot of property owners and businesses missed out and will now have to wait until the 2024 wet season to proceed with their water table testing. We always encourage anyone planning to need water table testing, whether for new development or expansion of an existing property, to apply for that testing as soon as possible so they don't miss the deadline in case of a short wet season like we had this year. The DPS website is kept up to date with the latest wet season information, um, and that's located on our soils testing page. So if you miss out on the wet season or if um, it's a particularly dry season and the wet season is a shorter period, that could delay your permits, that could delay your building your your house or expanding your, your business, yes? That is correct. Um, so that's why it's really important to get with us, um, keep checking the website. As soon as you know you'd like to pursue a project, um, get your application in with us so that we have it and we can get it approved. And then as soon as that wet season is declared, we can arrange um, to go out and schedule testing. If you're on a well, if you use well water, does that automatically mean that you're on a septic system or can you use well water and, and more conventional or more county systems? Um, you can. So having a well does not necessarily necessarily mean you have a septic system and vice versa. Having a septic doesn't necessarily mean that you also use a well. So we have um, all kinds of properties that have one or both. Septic Smart Week is celebrated in September. Tell us about this campaign and what you want Montgomery County residents to know about this message. Septic Smart Week is an annual event that was started by the Environmental Protection Agency, and Septic Smart Week will kick off its 11th year. Uh, it will run September 18th through September 22nd, and the purpose of the program is really centered around bringing awareness to homeowners on how to care and maintain their septic systems, and for us here at the local level to perform outreach uh, to the community. Uh, DEP, which is the County Department of Environmental Protection, is involved with this as well. And their main job is to perform long-range planning for well and septic systems um, management. So they are really the agency that's charged um, with uh, the master water and sewer plan. Um, there is tons of information available to people. DP, DEP has a webpage dedicated to their well and septic management program. 
So be sure to check that out. You can enter your property address if you want, and they can add you to the septic system inventory database. Uh, you can also find resources, including lots of permitting guidelines and general maintenance tips on the DPS website under land development permits. Um, and lastly, the EPA Septic Smart webpage also has tons of great up-to-date videos about septic systems if you're more of a visual person. Um, and they also have brochures, which are available in Spanish as well. Give us a couple of tips. Give our listeners a couple of tips. What should homeowners know about their septic systems? What are the two most important things they should know about their septic systems? Um, so I'm going to tell you three things. Uh, the main okay. thing you want homeowners uh, with septic systems to know is, is the basics. So that would be, where is it? What is it? And what does it do? So having a general awareness about those three things is going to help you know how to care for the system, help you notice when there might be a problem, areas to stay away from or avoid so you don't cause any damage. Um, homeowners can reach out to us anytime and request their septic permit record if we have it. Most of the time we do since our permit records go back to the 1950s. Um, and we can help them understand where the components of the system are located, whether it's their front yard or their backyard. And we can explain what type of system they have, trenches, a sand mound, is it gravity fed, is, it, is the sewage pumped uphill? Um, and we can pro provide information on that last part, which is how does it work, how the wastewater is treated and where it goes once it leaves the septic tank. Now we're going to ask a funny question. Give us some pointers or tips when it comes to what we should or should not put down that drain or toilet and in keeping that septic field clean. Everyone's favorite topic. Um, <laughs> so stay away from dumping any unnecessary commercial additives, pouring too much fats, oils, grease down your drains. Um, in general, and especially for septic systems, don't put any wipes. Baby wipes um, are very bad for your septic tank. The bacteria, the bacteria in your septic tank is not able to break those substances down. And it just adds to the top uh, scum layer, which can affect the retention time in the tank and can lead to clogged pipes. Um, you want to keep that soil absorption component from getting anything in it that is not supposed to be there. Heidi, as you know, DPS is committed to providing excellent customer service and keeping our customers educated is key. Do you have any other tips or topics you want to share that may be helpful to our listeners when it comes to their well and septic systems? Um, yeah, so a couple of things. So it's important to know that septic system maintenance is just like anything else when it comes to owning a home. It may be out of sight, out of mind because it's underground, but it should be treated just like any other appliance or system in your home. Neglecting your septic system and failing to pump it can result in very expensive repairs. So just be aware of its condition, how much water you're using. If you begin to notice changes like water starting to drain more slowly, if you notice any wet spots in your yard, um, and be be aware of manhole lids, observation ports, cleanouts outside that could be damaged or destroyed with lawn equipment. Um, those features are really important for servicing and monitoring your system. And then the other thing, um, I just want to touch on home improvement projects. 
a lot of people don't realize that having a septic system can add additional requirements for building permit approvals. If you are planning on an addition to your home, building a deck or maybe a detached garage, we are more than happy to discuss your project with you and what kind of setback requirement or um, septic capacity requirements need to be met before you start hiring professionals and getting too far in that process. Um, well and Septic is part of the pre-design consultation process here at DPS. So if you sign up for a free uh, pre-design meeting, um, just indicate that your property has a well or a septic system or both. And we will make sure that we have someone there um, to answer your questions about your project. All good and important information to know. Remember, we are here to help you, our customers, succeed. If you have any questions about the permitting process, you can reach out to our customer support team by calling 311 or 240-777-0311. You can also stop by our offices at 2425 Reedy Drive in Wheaton. We're located on the seventh floor you don't need an appointment to get in-person assistance. Our office hours are 7.30 a.m. to 4 o'clock p.m. Monday through Friday. Before we sign off, we want to address a couple of questions we received from a listener about the public right-of-way. And joining us to answer those questions is DPS Land Development Division Chief Linda Kabilski. Welcome to the podcast, Linda. Hello, Gail. Thank you so much for having me. and. Heidi, that was great information you just provided to so many county residents that are on well and septic. Really good, solid information. So thank you for that. I appreciate it. I agree. Very clear, very straightforward, easy to understand. Mm -hmm. After our last podcast, we received a couple of questions from a listener about the public right-of-way. We're planning to cover this topic in an upcoming podcast, but wanted to broadly address some of the questions today. Who owns the public right-of-way and what are homeowner rights and responsibilities with respect to the right-of-way? That's a very good question. Um, I would argue that the public right-of-way belongs to the public. It's for the public's use, whether it's uh, you know traveling in your car down a roadway or walking down a sidewalk or a bike path using a cycle path. Those are all public rights of way that are there to serve the public. Our role at DPS as part of that is to make sure that the public rights of way are maintained, um, that they are safe to traverse. Um, and ultimately the, the county for the most part maintains most public rights of way. When you think about street repairs, manholes, uh, potholes, things like that. It's generally the, the county that takes care of that maintenance. However, if you, for example, do have a sidewalk in the front of your home um, that needs to be shoveled when there is snow and ice, which we didn't have too much of this past winter, but when there is, it is the homeowner's responsibility to clear that snow and ice from the sidewalk that's covered, um, for those who, who may be listening to this, it's covered under Chapter 49, Section 17 of the County Code. Um, I would also say for folks that don't have sidewalks, but um, and this is one of the things that confuses a lot of our residents, they see grass around their property, and they may not know this, but but probably a good 10 feet, 5 to 10 feet from the street, usually there is some public right-of-way in there even if it might be a public utility easement for 
folks like um, Verizon, AT&T, Comcast that are lying, you know, laying fiber optics underneath that grass. Um, if you are a homeowner with public right of way, whether you have a grass swale or just a public utility easement, generally the homeowner is responsible for cutting that grass and maintaining it. Um, there's nothing in our code that says you must, um, but generally for aesthetics, you want your property to look nice. So most people are going to trim that grass anyway. Um, another thing to note, which is of importance, is the driveway. If you do have a driveway um, that accesses from a county road, um, that apron where the the where you actually turn on to, to your driveway onto the private portion, the apron, the piece that's in the public right of way, must be maintained by the property owner. And that is a policy of Montgomery County. So you're not going to find that in Chapter 49. Um, but because it is for personal use for a property owner, they are responsible for maintaining that apron. Thank you, Linda and Heidi. And thank you, listeners, for tuning in. Please check out the DPS website at montgomerycountymd.gov DPS to find information and resources to help you with your next project. Got an idea or a question for an upcoming podcast? We want to hear from you. Email your ideas and questions to dps.podcast at montgomerycountymd.gov. And if you found this podcast helpful, please share it with others and subscribe so you can get our latest episodes. Until next time, I'm Gail Lucas. Remember, DPS is your project partner.